Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you so much again for calling in, Senior Pastor. I wanted to just basically give thanks to the Almighty God, Jehovah Yahweh. Thank the Son and then the mighty Holy Spirit for giving us this opportunity. So thank Amen. you so much for taking our time of your busy schedule to serve the Lord. We bless the name of the Lord. So I wanted us to jump straight in. Welcome to Repent America. And we are here today with a senior pastor from the great state of Pennsylvania. And we are here to discuss the authority of Christ Jesus. On Tuesday, we posted a podcast that was taught by the mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord, the Elijah, the promise in Malachi, in the book of Malachi 4, verse 5 through 6, who is walking among us right now preparing the church for the glorious coming of the Messiah. So we posted, you know, a teaching on, as I already mentioned, the authority of Christ Jesus. And today I am here with a senior pastor from the great state of Pennsylvania who would actually, you know, basically, we're going to basically go ahead and continue the conversation on that particular issue. I don't want to give your name up, so I want you to have the opportunity to introduce yourself, the senior pastor. So go ahead, please, when you're ready. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we certainly appreciate that. We uh, definitely appreciate you coming on board. And we know that, you know, with Ministry of Repentance and Holiness, we know that, as the name suggests, it is about being holy. It is about, you know, uh, preaching and walking, uh, basically, the way of the Lord, trying to walk the footsteps of Christ you know, being holy, being righteous, zero tolerance to sin. And also we are out there basically to create an awareness that, you know, the Messiah is coming and every individual needs to prepare for the glorious coming of the Messiah. Uh, also, we also need to create an awareness to the church out there who basically for some reason do not know or have forgotten. In other words, I would say that maybe have fallen asleep and become comfortable on this earth, that they need to know that this earth is not our home and that we all need to begin to prepare for the glorious coming of the Messiah. As a result of that, we want to basically talk about the authority of Christ Jesus, the authority Christ Jesus has over the church, over creation. 
so without further ado, I wanted to go in and ask, uh, so what can you tell us about, I mean, tell our audience about what spiritual death is? Wow. You know, and um, I think what you're saying is very important and that, you know, uh, in America, we need to hear this uh, because based on everything that you're saying, if I look at the church out there today, I think the church is spiritually dead. Um, You know, they are dead. Jesus Christ came to save all of us. But after the wonderful work that was done on the cross of Calvary, it seems to me that the church has gone back to sleep because the church does not, they don't really understand how important it is to be zero tolerance to sin. They don't understand that little drops of water makes the mighty ocean. In other words, when you begin to sin and you call it, oh, small sin and all those things, that is the tricks of the devil because you and i and every christian knows that the reason why uh you know adam and eve fell in the garden was because of those so-called white lies that the devil was questioning the authority of the father through eve and you know as a result of that selfishness we all fell and we all became dead and we thank god that you know the god the father that he out of the abundance of mercy and grace he sent his only son to save us all so yes i think what you're saying is very important and i think uh america we need to understand that and we need to stay away from sin because sin kills you know sin is death and we all need to repent that is why the lord has sent his servants elijah and Moses, who are currently walking on earth right now, basically turning us back to the Father. 
And if you remember, if you have your Bible and you are listening out there, just go to Malachi 4. Uh, and if you go to Malachi, it's basically the last book uh, before the New Testament. If you go to Malachi 4, uh, I would start maybe from verse 4. And I'm not looking at my Bible right now, so I'm just paraphrasing. And in that, it says that, remember my servant Moses. And then verse 5 said, see, I will send you Elijah, who will come and turn the hearts of the children to their fathers or their parents, and then the heart of the parents to their children. And then the Lord went ahead to warn that or else, if we refuse that, the Lord himself will come down and judge the earth. So basically, Elijah is now walking and telling us that repent, repent, the Messiah is coming. Time is over. It's about almost a few seconds to the midnight. And I think that all of us should be awoken. And especially in America because of the level of, of apostasy, the level of tolerance of sin in the church. So uh, what you raise it is very, very important that we all need to be aware that, you know, when we sin, you go through what is called spiritual death. Thank you. Thank you so much again for that particular important point. So I want to go ahead and then uh, continue. So what can you say about when the Lord says those who will believe Jesus Christ will be given life? Amen. Amen. Uh, could you re repeat that one more time? Oh, Pastor? sure, sure. Uh, it says that what can you say about when the Lord says that those who will believe, and basically those who will believe Jesus Christ will be given life? Amen. So let's start with John 3.16. Amen. Told him 
the Lord was telling the man because he was spiritually dead. Hmm. If you go and please the world and not leave behind the world to follow Jesus, how are you going to have that spiritual life with him? How are, how are you going to obtain that when you are still in the world, you still have the sin, like the, the man who wouldn't give up his possessions to follow Jesus, who wouldn't give up his riches. And that is something that we see in the American church, especially with this prosperity gospel. Prosperity doesn't take you mm. to heaven. It doesn't take you to meet your creator, to be with your Messiah and your king. That That is not going to take you. And we have to be spiritually alive in Christ. We have to be true disciples because he is our, our rabbi. He is our teacher. He is our king. We are disciples. He is the one who teaches us still continuously through the word because he is the word. He is the one who gives us life through the word. And that's what makes us spiritually alive when we are obedient and we are being righteous and holy and we are studying our scriptures and staying in prayer and keeping a close relationship with our Lord and that is what's going to keep us mm. to have an everlasting life with the Lord and to keep us spiritually alive mm. wow wow that's uh that is uh that is big that is big you know uh what I, what it reminds me of uh, the scripture uh, John 5, you know, starting from uh, verse 39. I'm just going to pull it up and then read it to our audience. So, John 5. Okay. If my tablet will work right. <laughs> okay. Five, verse five, okay, verse 30, 39. All right, so I just want to uh, read it because what you were saying, that was what basically came in mind. Uh, verse 39 says that you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Wow. So, I mean, it seems to me that, you know, basically, the only giver of life is God the Father. He created us. And the Lord here was telling the Pharisees, and for those of you maybe who are just joining us, uh, this is John uh, 5, you know, verse 39 uh, to 40, and I just read the NIV version. Um, it seems to me that, uh, you know, the Lord was telling them that, look, I am God. He was telling them, he was telling the Pharisees about the deity in him. I am God. I am the creator. Because he's saying to them that 
you know, you think that when you go into the scriptures, because they were more like scholars, you know, trying to say that, okay, we understand the word. And by understanding the word, they will get eternal life through the word of God. And yet God is standing right in front of them and telling them, you see, you are so busy saying that you study in the scriptures and yet you don't understand it. You claim right here that you know it and yet you don't know it. It seems to me that what is happening is that the Bible is repeating itself. That in today, uh, you know, the churches out there, we have a lot of, you know, pastors out there who have gone to, you know, theological schools to have, you know, their bachelor's, master's, and PhD. And these guys are scholars out there. So they think they know so much of the word. And what is happening is that they have missed the point that they have gone to sleep. They've become complacent to the word, the very word that they are studying. Because, blessed senior pastor Khaled, the reason I'm saying that is, if the church out there knew that the Messiah truly is about to come, they will be out there preparing the sheep. And yet, they are very complacent, very comfortable, and have forgotten that we are strangers on this particular earth. And yet, Jesus Christ was saying that, yes, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testifies about me. Yet, you refuse to come to me to have life. You know, we know that the servants of the Lord, the mightiest, mightiest prophets are walking on earth now, probably almost 17 years, 16 years plus. And the message has not changed. The Messiah is coming. The Lord has sent me to prepare the church for the glorious coming of the Messiah. The Lord has sent me, every nation, this is the message. And for that matter, we need to come out of apostasy. We need to come out of sin. We need to repent. We need to be holy. We need to be righteous and prepare for the glorious coming of the Messiah. You would think that after traveling almost every country on earth, every Christian out there will be preparing in hurry for the glorious coming of the Messiah. And yet we don't see that. So that is why you know, I wanted to uh, read this particular scripture because what I'm looking at is that, you know, in America, unfortunately, we don't see that. And it is time that we begin to realize that we only have a short window of time to prepare, short window of time to prepare for the glorious coming of the Messiah. What would America say if they missed the rapture? What will America say? Repent America, repent America because the Messiah is coming. Thank you so much again, blessed uh, senior Pastor Kali. Okay, so that takes me to our next question I wanted to, you know, ask. So what message do you have for America? And for that matter, the state of Pennsylvania about the authority of Jesus Christ. One of 
church in this nation has, and in the state of Pennsylvania, it's what the mightiest, mightiest prophets have been saying to us. Christians today think that Jesus is still a babe in the manger, that he is meek, that he is weak. But we forget that Jesus, he died on the cross. He obtained the keys of life and death, and he ascended back to the Father on his throne. We forget that Jesus truly is king. And when Christians say Jesus is king, do they know he is really king? Because Jesus has all authority granted to him by the Father. And we can see the authority that Jesus has when you read the New Testament. You read the first miracle that Jesus did was when he changed water into wine at the wedding. Hmm. Now, where, how, what man has that authority to change water into wine, to open blind eyes, to feed 5,000 people with a little bit of fish and bread and keep them hungry and full? Um, how can a man raise somebody from the dead? Hmm. You can't do that unless if you have such a great spiritual authority. And we see that with Jesus. Hmm. And that is something that the church has lost because they forget that Jesus, he is the one who does bring judgment. And we see that in, in Revelation because it's the lamb who breaks the seals. And that's Jesus. That is also part of his authority. Yes, he is our Messiah. He is our Savior. He is. He calls us friends, but he too is God. And we can't ever forget that, that he is God first above all, that he has authority to do as he will, because it is his will and his will that we must submit to. And I think that is lost in the American church and when you brought up about theological school they aren't teach, they, they aren't taught correctly hmm. they are taught just like the Pharisees with their Talmud, the Babylonian Bible it is man it's what man wants, they are straying away from the godly scriptures, they're interpreting it to how they want to live their lives. Mm. And that's where they have put God on the same level as them, where God is so much higher because he's, he's king. He, he has authority. Who is man to bring God down on that level? Mm. It's like he, he's, you know, he, he's right with us uh, on, the same, on the same pedestal. And the Lord has made it very clear that the earth is his footstool. <laughs> you know, so Hallelujah. that that he's he's just so powerful and he's the creator. Mm. Who has the authority as man to create the mm. heavens, the universe, all life, that vegetation down to the smallest blade of grass, to the, the smallest speck of dirt, to every animal, every human being. He knew us when we were in the womb. Mm. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> that is um, 
powerful, you know, America. We've heard that. And, you know, the state of Pennsylvania, you have, you know, very powerful anointed pastors. So America, you know, I, we just, there's no words to describe that we have to get out of apostasy. You know, as the blessed senior pastor just mentioned, we cannot look at Jesus as the child in the manger. When he was risen, he became the king. And he's coming back as a king. And with a king, a king has authority. A king judges. And a king also rewards so what is happening now in America is that we have to remember that the Jesus that we knew in the manger is now glorified and he is the king. And that when he comes, there is no negotiation. There's no compromise. There's going to be reward and judgment. And I think that out of abundance of love, mercy, and grace that the Lord has for us, he gave us this Bible, and he has given us his counsel, you know, in terms of warning us, rebuking us. And this is the time. This is the time all of us needs to prepare. This is the time that we have to fight for Christ, fight for our eternity. And then true repentance. And then the Lord will forgive our sins. True holiness and righteousness. So America, let us repent. Let us repent because the Messiah is coming. And he's not coming as a child in the manger. He is coming as a judge. Like you mentioned in the book of Revelation, there is the white throne judgment. This is not hidden. The Lord is revealing it to us so that we will stay away from hell. We will prepare and be raptured. America, we saw the, what the blessed senior pastor mentioned. The first miracle you know, converting water to wine. That is power. Healing the blind, the deaf. Resurrecting the dead. Ears popping up. All kinds of miracles. Well, it seems to me that when the Lord promised that in the last day, he will send his servants. Or in the last days, the wine, that the, the latter wine will be more powerful. It will be more powerful. The Lord was talking about a revival. The Lord was talking about the power and authority of his blood. So that leads me to the next question. So based I mean, does America know that Elijah, the promise in the Bible, 
Malachi 4 verse 5 through 6 is walking among us, preparing the church for the glorious coming of the Messiah. Listen, Senior Pastor. Amen, blessed Senior Pastor Peter. Um, this is actually a yes and a no answer. Okay. So um, let's let's go into detail about this. Amen. So with, with the yes, because they have access to the internet. Um, they have so many ways to see evangelism that we have been doing in the United States through Facebook, through Twitter, through the Repentance Channel on YouTube, and sharing the live links on you know Facebook on, on Twitter. So they see the the uh, services that happen Wednesdays, Fridays, and, and Sundays. They see that we share, even with family members and friends, we, we share the goodness of this Latter-day Revival, all these massive healings. And we say, Elijah, the promised Elijah of Malachi 4 is here. So they, they, they do know in that aspect that they know what, what we've been calling, you know, evangelizing to, to the people. But spiritually, I don't think they fully understand because we see people re reject what is being done, that Elijah is here because many apostate Christians in this nation alone, and it could be worldwide as well, they think that the last Elijah was John the Baptist. Hmm. Even John the Baptist has said, I am not that prophet. Mm. And when Malachi speaks that the prophet Elijah would come, but also to remember the law of Moses. And then this, this really stuck out to me when I studied the scripture when I came to the ministry in full in 2018, that Moses has to be here too. Mm. Because we see the, the law of Moses being restored, that the church is being restored back to the ancient ways mm. that she has strayed from. And a lot of Christians, they are, in this word enticing, they are spiritually dead. They don't see spiritually that the mightiest prophets, Elijah and Moses, are here. Mm. And they try to dismiss it as he's a false prophet. But this prophet, and I should say prophets, they have been promised to us before mm. the great and dreadful day. And that is the start of tribulation, the great and dreadful day. A lot of Christians, they want to dismiss the First Testament and only stick with Second Testament. But that is what's gotten us in a lot of trouble in this church, especially here in this nation, because... They think that the law has totally been completed through Jesus, but they don't see that we still have to keep kosher. We, we still have to not get tattoos. We have to, you know, uh, stay from sexual sin. You know, those those laws, they are, they're still in effect. Many of the laws are still in effect, but... It's just the blindness and being spiritually dead that they can't see that it's 
your money as profits are here. And we do thank the Lord that there is a remnant in this nation and that revival is hitting this nation and more Christians are starting to wake up out of spiritual sleep. And that was something that um, the mightiest, mightiest prophets said to uh, myself and the USA delegation back in 2019 of October, um, where the Lord told them, I am coming to America, says the Lord. And we just thought that that meant that the mightiest prophets, Moses and Elijah, would be coming to this nation. And there is a pending prophecy where they said that they have seen themselves in this nation. But we see that it was the Lord himself speaking to us that he would come. And we are starting to see revival. But a lot of Christians, they need to wake up. They need to partake of this message before it's too late because we can't be like Israel. And this is our visitation because it is Elijah and Moses who have been crying in the wilderness. They are the voice crying in the wilderness. They are helping us. They are getting us for our life and they're getting us ready. And that's what a lot of Christians I'm seeing because, too, they have lost their first love. Hmm. And that's something that this nation, this church, they have to see that the promised Elijah of Malachi 4, he is here. We see the judgments. We see the, the mighty healings that have taken place. Hmm. So that is, it, it's a little, it's a little heartbreaking spiritually because we want revival to fully hit but America you have to embrace these prophets you have to know that they are here because they have been promised to us before the coming of the Messiah to take the church and that is spiritually and biblically fact Amen Wow so what you just said you know, I was uh, looking at, I went back to Malachi, and, you know, the Spirit of the Lord just led me to read, to start from Malachi 4, verse 1. Uh, and again, the NIV version, it says, Judgment and Covenant Renewal. Judgment and Covenant Renewal. And I'm just going to read up to verse 6 so that for people, because you mentioned something interesting that when you read the scripture, how, you know, you saw the light. And then to know that, oh, these are the prophets that are walking, Elijah, the promise in this particular I mean, scripture. And for some people who are still spiritually blind, they may not see it. But if you go back to Malachi, and by the way, for those of you who are not aware, Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament before the New Testament. And, you know, the Lord revealed to the prophet Malachi, and he saw it and said, Judgment and covenant renewal. And verse 1, Malachi 4 verse 1 says, Surely the day is coming, it will burn like 
a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubborn. And the day that is coming will set them on fire. Says the Lord Almighty, not a root or a branch will be left to them. But for you who revere my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in its rays. And you will go out and, pro and prolic like a well-fed calves. Verse 3. Then you will trample on the wicked. There will be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty. And then went ahead and said, remember the law of my servant Moses. The decrees and laws I gave him at Horeb for all Israel. Then the target verse C, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children. Some versions will say fathers. And the hearts of the children to their parents. Or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. So the reason, you know, I read the whole of this, even though the concentrated version of our scripture was, uh, you know, five through six. You mentioned that, you know, Moses and Elijah. And that is what the Lord is saying here in the scripture. And before that, the Lord is saying that there will be judgment coming. But out of this judgment also, there is love, where the Lord renews his covenant with his people. With the people that have accepted Christ fully. So by renewing this covenant, the, 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 the original covenant was with Abraham. And we know that that led up to the visions of uh, Abraham when the Lord was telling him that, you know, his people will be taken into captivity and all those things in Egypt. And then Moses came around because the Lord selected Moses. Moses went and also got the commandments. And Moses was the one who led the people out of Egypt and the Lord here is talking about judgment and renewal of covenant and he's referring them or referring us the church today because that this day will come he says remember the law of my servant Moses the decrees and laws I gave him at Horeb for all Israel and then he went ahead to say that, see, I will send you the prophet Elijah. So here is basically your prelude to the two witnesses of Revelation 11. Because the Lord is saying here, went ahead to say that he will turn the hearts of the parents or the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents 
or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. Why? We know very well that the attributes that we see in the Bible that the Lord Je- our Lord Jesus Christ performed and did, the miracles, we know that it is happening today. See, uh, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. There may not be maybe a realistic statistics of how many cripples were healed in the Bible. But what we do know now that, you know, we are taking statistics and basically physical stuff like videos and all those things. We know now that in the ministry of repentance and holiness, which is led by Elijah, we can never count the, um, the number of cripples that have gotten up and walk just by their commands. You know, there are just, they're just so many. And, you know, I don't know if you, you notice, I mean, you can't miss this. It's like almost every day a cripple gets up and walk. Almost every day since the beginning of this year. And then we cannot count the number of uh, deaf and dumb lunatics you know we i mean we are even experiencing those particular powers in the united states where the lord decreased healing from nairobi kenya and in the united states we are seeing that people are getting healed our own meredith was healed when basically she lost her life and was brought back. We have the senior archbishop and general overseer of North America. Her own family, I mean his own family, his wife, was healed. Sciatic nerve was healed. As far as I can tell, there is no medical doctor that can do an implant of a nerve. Yet, she was healed right here in America, in modern America. We know of the senior pastor, Bill Bowen, Colorado, who got healed of hepatitis B. And we have records of it, even where the doctors are saying that this is a miracle, because there's no cure for that. Why am I saying this, America? Because the Lord said that in the last day, the latter one will be more powerful. And now we are seeing all that. We saw the resurrection of Mama Rosa, who was dead and was brought back to life. The senior most archbishop of the Ministry of Repentance and Holiness, by my count, was brought up from dead probably three times. And recently, we know that he was also healed from coronavirus, who had lost the lungs capacity almost 90%. And yet, the Lord decreed that his wish or his will be done. And yet, the senior archbishop is still living today. So the question becomes, 
who can do that? Who has the authority to do that? We also saw in Kakamega where the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily form, like a dove, white dove, on him, which was captured right on cameras, on video. So we have no excuse, America. We have no excuse. The blessed senior pastor just mentioned, yes, we have done all these evangelism, not to even talk about the amount of letters that are sent out to churches across this nation, to our leaders in government. And yet, we pretend as if we have no capacity to understand. We are a smart nation in the flesh, but we are spiritually dumb. And the most unfortunate thing is that we don't even know that we are spiritually dumb. We claim we know so much. And the dangers of when you claim you know so much, it takes you back to the John 5, verse 39 through 40, when Jesus was telling them that, you know, they read these scriptures diligently because in them they think there is eternal life. And yet, those very scriptures talked about him, and yet they do not listen. You know, similarly, we just read Malachi, and Malachi talks about the Elijah coming and the power that would be given to them. And when the Bible talks about parents, you know, our Father is in heaven. Our Father is in heaven. And the only person I can see walking on earth right now that is directing the church back to the Father is the mightiest, mightiest prophet. Because that is where you know that the Lord speaks. Why? How do we know that? We know that all the churches out there, their cripples don't walk. They've never resurrected anybody. The Holy Spirit has never descended on any of them. None of them has ever been able to heal a lunatic. None of them has ever been able to heal sciatic nerves, hepatitis B, almost every disease under the sun, cancers, tumors, diabetes, HIV, HIV AIDS. It is all healed in this ministry. So if I was so dumb, I would go back, and I'm a, I'm a Christian, I would go back and look at the Bible history and see the powers that was unleashed by the mighty blood, power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said that we will do better things, or the latter wine will be powerful, the later wine. So today, we're seeing all these powers. And yet, the message that is being preached is about the centrality of the blood and the cross, the old rugged cross. The preaching of zero tolerance to sin. So for me, when I'm looking at this, you know, I'm looking at the second question, the second part that you mentioned. You know, do they know? Yes, they know, but they are spiritually dead. But at least, you know, if you don't believe in the messenger, 
maybe you should believe in the miracles. And once you believe in the miracles, because these miracles are documented, you know, one of the interesting or the beautiful thing about this ministry, Ministry of Repentance and Holiness, is that <clears throat> when people are sick, they don't just claim that they are healed. Before there is any healing service, we have something that we call gate one and gate two. Gate one is basically your condition before the Lord decrees healing. What your situation is, your medical condition, your medical documentation, that proves that. And all these are videotaped. And what happens is that we ask, what are you able to do and what are you not able to do? And all those things. And then after healing, we revisit and see if the Lord touched you. And then the second, which is the gate two that I've just talked about, if you are healed, then there is also a documentation process to see how you healed. The things that you were not able to do, you go back to your doctors, your doctors will clear you, and so on and so forth. This gives zero chance for error for all those pastors out there who are basically, you know, especially the fake, uh, you know, false prophets out there and who say, you know, hey, the Lord has spoken to them and yet the Lord has not spoken to them. They come out and then and say that, you know, they will heal you and yet they have not healed you. And before they even do that, they charge money for that. So America, you, if you didn't know that Elijah is walking, now you know. How do you know? Because we have spoken about all the healings, all the miracles that have happened under the authority of Elijah. And if you want to know more, you could go to repentandpreparetheway.org. That is the official website of the Lord. You would see all those healings documented. Everything that I've talked about, you would see it there. You could also visit our website, the Ministry of Repentance and Holiness in the United States, which is repentusa.net. You will get information. I think the challenge I, I will put out there is I'm now speaking to the sheep, not the pastors at this point, at this particular point. Why am I saying that? Because your pastors have received letters from each and every one of the pastors across this country from the Ministry of Repentance and Holiness. And we have stated categorically that Elijah is walking among us right now. He's walking on earth right now. And Elijah is calling for repentance. That the Lord is calling for repentance. That all of us repent as a nation. The United States of America. And that, that particular repentance should be like a three days fasting and prayer. And the last day, we will gather as one nation and 
cry to our Lord Jesus Christ in sackcloth and in ashes so that the Lord will hear us and open heavens for us here. Instead, in the past, we have made mockery of God. We have made mockery of God in the past, and I totally repent on behalf of this nation for the ungodly acts that we have. Because instead of National Day of Repentance, we did National Prayers Days. And in some situations, we even invite other religions. And that is abomination because we know that in the book of Exodus, the Lord talks about him being a jealous God. And we cannot associate him because those gods that other religions worship, they don't talk. They have no life. They've never created anything. So if that is done, it is the fastest out there. And that is why I said that I wanted to address the sheep. And the sheep, your eternity is very important. So if you are in any church out there and your pastor is not teaching you about holiness, about righteousness, about zero tolerance to sin, about holy dressing, because right now you go to a church and then you go to, you know, out to maybe the beach. Sometimes you can't even tell the difference. Because there's so much nudity in the church. And yet, you wonder why within the church people are dying of cancers. You wonder why people are suffering from, you go to church and you still suffer from depression and all those things. Because the answer is simple. There is no Holy Spirit in that church. Because if you go back and look at Ezekiel, 47, starting from verse 1 through 11, 10, 11, you would see the power of the Holy Spirit. Wherever at all he goes, there is life. The Bible tells us in Genesis that when man was formed, what a love, every other thing that was created, the Lord spoke and they were created. When it came to man, the Lord actually used his own hands to form us. And didn't stop there. Then he breathed his spirit into us. And there we had life. We have life. That is what is true. If you are a doctor out there, a nurse or a healthcare worker, you would know what I'm talking about during childbirth. When the child is born, for a few seconds, the child is like still. And then, within some few seconds, life comes into the child. And then the child cries. That is the beauty of life. Because right there and then, the Holy Spirit was there to give life. You see, this God that we worship, whether you are a Christian, a Muslim, a Buddhist, out there, the natural law of the order of things, the Holy Spirit still comes to give you life and to give you opportunity to get to know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So the sheep out there, if your church is not giving you that, please, the addresses, I mean, the email, ad, I mean, the websites that are left, visit there. 
you would see pastors across this country. It doesn't matter where you are in the United States, especially if you are, you know, we have different systems online. We can use, you know, WhatsApp. Some groups even use Telegraph. You know, you have the USA Repent, you know, USA.net website. Then you have the Lord's website, which is, uh, you know, Repent and Prepare the Way dot org so you have so many resources that you can get a pastor who will begin to disciple you then prepare you for baptism because your eternity matters do not give your pastor the opportunity to take to you to hell because if they continue this trajectory they will miss the rapture they will go to hell but you don't have to go to hell with them you don't have to Spend your money and waste time there with them. Come to a church where only and only repentance is preached. Where the gospel of the cross is central. Where we truly worship the blood of Jesus. Come to this church. This is the church where cripples get up and walk. This is where the lame get up. They are healed. This is where the deaf ears pop, pop open. This is here where dead bodies are resurrected. This is here where HIV AIDS is healed. I don't know if I have anything to add other than the fact that may the Lord open your spiritual ears in America. Because if you don't, you would be like uh, the Lord talking in Isaiah 6, starting from verse 6. And just for that, I'm going to go ahead and then uh, read that. Isaiah 6, verse 6, and I'll start there up to through verse 9 there about. It says, and I'm also reading again from the NIV uh, version. Then one of the seraphims flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin is atoned for. Watch this, America. As soon as, and this is the seraph talking to Isaiah. Isaiah who is there. Now here, as soon as the guilt of Isaiah is taken away. Now Isaiah can now hear. His spiritual ears are now open. His spiritual eyes can now see. Because then verse 8 said, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I, I, mean, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, here I am. Send me. So here, what is the Lord saying here? Once you accept Christ Jesus, you get baptized. And start your process. Salvation. Then, you would begin to see if you are diligent and trust in the Lord and give everything to the Lord, you will begin to see 
the scripture in Ezekiel 47, starting from verse 1, where the water, the river, start trickling. And then as it trickles and trickles, it becomes an ocean. It becomes a water where no man can cross. And wherever at all it goes, there is life. Even in the Dead Sea, it brings, li- it brings life. But listen to verse 9. He said, Go and tell this people, be ever hearing, but never understanding. Be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Make the hearts of this people callous. Make their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. These pastors out there, if they don't take time, that is where they are. Because right now they have been given the information. They pretend they are not hearing. They don't care. Even though the servants of the Lord are walking, they don't have that clue. So what is happening now is the sheep out there, you should hear the voice of the Lord and run to the ministry of repentance and holiness where you will be born again. You will be taught and disciple and you will know the true meaning of being born again. Because when you are born again and covered by the blood of Jesus, you do not go back into sin. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I could talk about this forever. So, uh, blessed senior pastor, sorry for that long spiel. Uh, I wanted to ask you, so what are some of the outreach that, I mean, the awareness, what are some of the ways that you are creating right now? So the people in Pennsylvania, if they were looking, somebody was listening to this podcast and, you know, he's from Pennsylvania. You know, what are some of the outreach uh, you guys doing right now, uh, basically, to create the awareness that Elijah is walking among us right now? Amen, blessed senior pastor. Um, what the priesthood of the blessed state of Pennsylvania, during this time of COVID, it, it is hard to evangelize, but the Lord, he does guide his people. He does give direction, and especially with those who are truly wanting to be obedient and to serve the Lord. So how we have been outreaching in this state is we have mailed out to so many churches in the state, letting them know that Elijah is here and how to contact us. We, too, have made up flyers and have given um, letters out to the Amish community because we have so many Amish out here in southeast Pennsylvania. And just as the church they too, they're, they're lost. And they must know that Elijah is here and the coming of the Messiah is, is so near. So that's what we have been doing in the state. And also um, at our residence here that um, I live at with my family, we all 
broke that bond to let the people know that repent quickly because the Messiah is coming. And also we have given the testimony of Sister Meredith from the Paradise Altar, how she was saved from near death, how she was left for dead, and how she was healed. In a matter of five weeks, a Pennsylvania woman left for dead, ran over, shot so many times. And the doctor said if she survived, she would have been crippled. She, she wouldn't be able to walk again. Now, how can modern medicine basically bring this woman back to, to living in a matter of five weeks? Just five weeks. That is so powerful for this faith, and the glory goes to the Lord for that. That is the biggest testimony and, and evangelism tool that we have in the, in the state right now. So this is how we've been outreaching in the state. You know, even with this time of judgment of COVID, if you are still wanting to truly serve the Lord and to reach the people, to go to, to the sheep and to the lost, Pray and seek the Lord because he will provide a way. He will give you an answer. And this is how we've been outreaching in this state. We've mailed churches. We have gone to the Amish just to spread the word. Um, when we go out, we, we drop our flyers. We have the banners made on the busiest route that we have. Where even truckers and out-of-state cars, they, so many people pass our house daily. So you cannot deny that Pennsylvania, we're not shining our light to the people. Hmm. That is that is powerful. That is that is awesome, because um, you know that you know one of the things that the Bible says is that once you receive the salvation of Christ, you need to also go out and tell more. You need to tell more to bring more to Christ because just like us we were once lost and now we are found by the Lord and we're trying to do that our same outreach to our beloved countrymen and women in America that the Messiah is coming that the Elijah promised in Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 through 6, is here. That miracles are happening, not just in Kenya, where the headquarters is, but in the United States. And the servants of the Lord, they just decree these healings right from their residence. And yet people are healed. I mean, I don't want to look at it other countries, but you know, if you care about research, there are healings in Europe, in Australia, in Asia, China, the United States, Africa. It's global. Who has the power to be able to do that? And those particular healings are not just for show. And make no mistake, you cannot say this is an African thing. Because if you say that, you are ignorant. And that ignorance can take you to hell. That is why I started by saying that 
it is a global thing. I gave examples in Europe, in Asia, in the United States, everywhere in the world, in Africa. So although the headquarters is based in Kenya, but the world is benefiting. And these healings are not for us to just celebrate. It's to tell us that the Messiah is coming and that we should prepare. We should prepare in haste. So I think what you guys are doing in Pennsylvania is very powerful. And then you just threw more light on uh, Sister Mary Day. You know, with everything that has happened, if you care about it, you could just Google about, uh, I think it was, was it like a shooting incident in uh, York, Pennsylvania? Amen, blessed to you, Pastor, yes. Um, it happened in York, Pennsylvania. Um, if anyone is interested, just Google um, shooting of York woman, um, and she should be able to be popped up. Yes, and then you'll be able to see that in right here in America, in Pennsylvania, in the great state of Pennsylvania. So yes, the power of the blood of Jesus is restored back to the house of the Lord. And everybody, everybody out there, whether a Christian, a Muslim, a Buddhist, a Hindus, you are all welcome. You are all welcome to this glorious ministry you would see the power of the blood of Jesus. And the Christians out there, please, do not be arrogant and think you know so much. Because we all know what happened to the devil. Arrogance kicked him out of heaven. Apostasy kicks him out of heaven. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they missed the Lord, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, when he was walking right in front of them, they missed him because of arrogance. So I am appealing to my countrymen and women that in America, Elijah is walking right now. And I've given you the websites. Uh, you could also go into JesusIsLordRadio.info. These are the uh, official radio station of the Lord. There is so much information out there. You could go to the Repent and Prepare YouTube channel and you would see all these videos. So we have no excuse to say that we didn't know. It's either we are just in gross disobedience and say we don't care, you know, what the Lord is saying. Then that's different. Then you would also see that in the same Malachi 4, verse 5 through 6, at the end part, the door said that if they don't listen, the Lord himself will come to the land and destroy it. Which means that you will not be taken into the rapture. You will go through the tribulation and the great tribulation and you'll be dealt with accordingly. This is the time the door is open for all of us to enter. Remember Isaiah 26, verse 20. Enter your rooms, thy chambers, and shut the door behind you. 
Well, even though it says and shut the door behind you, it is the Lord himself who is shutting the door. Remember Noah's ark. It was the Lord who shut them in. Repent, America. <clears throat> Do not let history repeat itself. Do not let the Bible repeat itself for disobedience. Let us be on the side of righteousness. Let us be on the side of holiness. Thank you so much again, uh, blessed senior Pastor Kelly. Uh, one last thing uh, for us to uh, summarize. Uh, if anybody wanted to reach you or any of the blessed uh, pastors in the Smith family, how do we reach you? Like if somebody was listening and say, you know what? Oh, you know, I really want to, you know, come to this particular ministry where actually the Lord is speaking, where the healing, where, the, where there's healing, cripples are walking, HIV, AIDS, being healed, uh, diabetes, hepatitis B, everything is healed and all those things. They want to come. They said, oh, I don't see any healing in my church. The cloud has never visited anybody. So if, if they want to reach out to you so that they can be born properly, can you please, uh, you know, let our audience know, please? Amen, blessed senior pastor. Um, if anybody is looking for a pastor here in Pennsylvania, if you are listening, we do have eight pastors now of this blessed ministry in the state of Pennsylvania. You can go to www.repentusa.net and it can direct you to the pastors here in this state. And also, if you want, uh, we have an email, www.repentpennsylvania at gmail.com. So repentpennsylvania at gmail.com is our website um, email. And we can direct you to the right pastor that is in your area. Right now we have one altar, the Paradise Altar. But now that more pastors that have been risen up, we will direct you to one that is closest to your area. Amen. <clears throat> thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So for all those that are listening, I want to lead you to the Lord because this is, the time we have what the, the time the windows of opportunity is still there for us to receive the Lord and to begin to walk holy, righteous in the face of the Lord and shun sin so that the devil will go to hell himself by himself and not take you in. So, uh, if you just repeat this after me, at the end of it, you will be born again. And then your journey begins. And then you can look for a pastor from the Ministry of Repentance and Holiness in your state. And then they will surely disciple you and bring you on board to this glorious ministry. So, dear Jesus, my heart may be weak, but I know that your cross and blood are very strong, very mighty, and out of that cross, the anointing of the hour has come to the empowering strength of God 
I repent of all sins and now I receive you as my Lord and Savior and ask you to forgive me of all my sins and establish holiness in my life. May you write my name and keep it in the Lamb's book of life in heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am born again today. Amen. If you have uh, repeated this prayer or recited this prayer, you are new birth in Christ. Please look for an altar in the ministry of repentance and holiness. And because of the Lord's judgment, the coronavirus that is currently devastating the earth, America included, uh, you can reach the pastors online, uh, you know, through the repentusa.net. And then once you go there, you would see on one of the pages, you would see pastors and altars, and their information will be there. And then you can reach out to any of them, and we will be glad to help you. This is the ministry where you'll come, and nobody will ever intimidate you by saying, you know, sow a seed. Sow a seed. Now, so I just wanted to let you know, America, that the Lord has favored us and still love us because he is raising, you know, a priesthood, a new priesthood in this nation. The new priesthoods who actually haven't gone to the theological colleges, but yet they are endowed and blessed and anointed by the Holy Spirit. So, you know, don't take my word for that. Just go to that website and reach out to any pastor. They will be able to help you, bring you on board, baptize you, and you will truly be born again. And then you will begin your journey by walking holy and righteous and shown sin and shown sin because all of us were out there we were sinners and the lord out of mercy brought us to this glorious ministry and at this hour as far as i can tell i cannot imagine anybody in the ministry at this hour when we know that it is closed walking in sin deliberately so the lord will help us Continue to ask for the help of the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit open your spiritual eyes and ears so that this word, you will hearken to it and embrace it. Until next week, I want to thank you again for listening to this podcast, Repent America. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. <music>